You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Huge matchup coming up later tonight, Texas A&M versus Kentucky. The A&M Aggies 15-2 on the season. Uh, Kentucky ranks now number 12th in the nation Coming in at number 12, we're going to talk about uh, this matchup. We're going to talk about the offense first for the Aggies. We're going to talk about the defense for Texas A&M. Then we're going to give some final thoughts and a final score prediction here. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all podcast platforms. So let's just go ahead and get into it. The Texas and Texas A&M offense. I want to go ahead and apologize. I'm a little under the weather, so if my voice just completely gives out here within the next 10 minutes or so, I apologize. The Texas A&M offense, spotty. They're good in some areas, they're bad in others. Uh, This team kind of reminds me of Vanderbilt, except this team actually knows how to distribute the basketball. Uh, That's the only thing that kind of separates this team between themselves and Vanderbilt, at least in my opinion. Uh, Texas A&M averages 76 points per game. That is fifth in the SEC. Their pace of play is slightly underneath average, 206 nationally in adjusted tempo. So that would indicate to you that they are relatively efficient with the basketball. We'll get to some more of their numbers here in a second. They don't put up an average, or they put up a slightly underneath average amount of shots. They attempt 59.5 field goals uh, per game, which is eighth in the SEC. They don't take a lot of threes. They take about 20 per game. Uh, which is 11th in the SEC. So they don't put a lot of shots up. They're relatively slow, but they're scoring at not a, not a crazy high clip, but it's a pretty decent clip. So that would kind of indicate to you that they know how to distribute the basketball. They know how to knock down shots. This is a guard-centric team. Stylistically, could not find a lot of things about Buzz Williams offensively. Defensively, I've got some more uh, things for you later on in the show. But there will be a lot of pick and roll with kicks for threes. Just based on what I've seen from them this season, they are going to try and drive and kick for open looks from beyond the arc uh, if, they, if they can. Uh, and if they if they can hurt you in transition, then they are going to do so. Just ask Arkansas. If you go back and watch the highlights from that game, that was A&M's bread and butter, butter, just running on the hogs and knocking down threes in transition, even though their pace of play indicates that they do like some half-court stuff. 15.3 assists per game. Very solid number there. That's tied for fourth in the SEC. The Aggies shoot 46.9% from the field, which is third in the SEC. Uh, they shoot 37.4% from beyond the arc from uh, from three, that is first in the SEC. So right there you see, from the floor and from three, incredibly efficient are the Texas A&M Aggies. That's why they may have a slower pace of play. They may not put up a ton of shots. They're knocking down the ones that they take. Um, the two numbers here that really bother me are their free throw shooting and their rebounds. They uh, shoot 63.9% from the free throw line, which is 14th in the SEC. A good team should be shooting... 72, 75%, and for AM to be shooting 63.9 is really, really not good. 35.8 rebounds per game for the Aggies, which is 12th in the SEC. Like I mentioned earlier, it's a guard-centric team, uh, and so therefore you would probably think that 
with all the guards that they have out there, the smaller players that they have out there, they're not going to be grabbing a lot of boards, and the stats reflect that. They're not going to be picking up a lot of rebounds uh, in this game. Three key contributors here. Quentin Jackson, who is the leading scorer, 12.9 points per game, 3.3 rebounds per game, 1.5 assists per game. Again, like I mentioned, leading scorer. He's very lengthy, six foot five guard. He's got a lot of bounce. He's also the team's best free throw shooter, shooting about 85.5% uh, from the free throw line. This kid is going to be somebody to look out for offensively in this game. He can catch lobs. He can shoot the three himself. He can run in transition. He can uh, he can do everything if he, if he wants to in the half court. He's got good handles. We saw that in the Arkansas game. Um, he's got a lot of versatility to his game. He could potentially be an NBA guy. Watching him uh, on film, there was a highlight. I don't I don't remember if it was a year ago or if it was two years ago. It might have been two years ago. Quentin Jackson, when he was very young, it was a game at Tennessee. He got a breakaway steal, and it was the most one of the most beautiful dunks I've ever seen in my entire life. Where he just kind of cupped it and rotated the ball around in like just like wheeled his arm around. It looks so cool. Uh, he's just got a lot of athleticism, and I think he's going to be the guy to look out for in this game. Marcus Williams, another guard here. 10.2 points per game, 2.3 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists per game. Quentin Jackson, the all-around guard. Marcus Williams is the the uh, the, the, the uh, distributor. He's a sophomore. Uh, again, like I mentioned, 4.1 assists per game leads the team. He's also a little turnover prone, though. 2.6 turnovers per per, uh, per game for the uh, sophomore Marcus Williams. Final player here, key contributor, Andre Gordon. 8.3 points per game, 2.5 rebounds per game, and 2.3 assists per game. So we have the all-around guard, Quentin Jackson. We have the distributor, Marcus Williams. And then we have the shooter, Andre Gordon, shooting 49% from three uh, on the year. He also leads the team in steals per game with 1.8 steals per contest. Very solid numbers there for Amandre Gordon. Those are the three guys that I think you're going to want to look out for in this matchup. Quentin Jackson, Marcus Williams, and Andre Gordon. They will all be factors on the offensive and defensive end. And we're going to talk about that defense, uh, which doesn't necessarily carry this team, but has done a lot of great things for them uh, to get the Aggies to 15-2. and two. We're going to talk about that defense in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or just plain awful. If you want to eat healthy, you start to eat these things that just taste boring, and by like week four, week five, week three even, you may get annoyed, and you may be asking yourself, you know, where's the chocolate? Where are the things that taste good? This just really isn't worth it at this, this point. Well, Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got so many different flavors as well. They've got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many other flavors. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so head over to their website, Built.com, to see what's new. You can also go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Again, you can use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, moving along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen Every single day, the Texas A&M defense, pretty good. That's what I put down on my notes. A&M's defense, pretty good. 
They do a lot of good things. Very similar to what Vanderbilt does. We'll go ahead and get into it. 62.9 points allowed per game for the Aggies, which is 40th nationally. The Aggies are 45th in defensive efficiency. They are second in the SEC in steals per game with 10.7. They are 10th in the SEC in blocks per game, which is not a good metric or a number there, 4.1, and they foul an average amount. So the issue I have with the Texas A&M defense, if, even though they do create a lot of steals and they do hold opponents to under 63 points a game, the issue I have with this defense is we've seen this already from Vanderbilt and from Tennessee. We've seen teams that have guards that know how to play defense that can that can strip you and take the ball away from you. We've seen that twice already now. Kentucky has. So my question is, while the Aggies may be playing well right now, while they may be 15-2, and two, what are they going to do that's different than Vanderbilt and Tennessee to create havoc? Because Tennessee put pressure on our guards, didn't work. Ty Ty Washington and Severe Wheeler had a day. Vanderbilt tried to put pressure pressure on our guards, but by the time they they tried to, the, the ball was already down in the paint to Oscar Sheevway. So I don't think that this team in AM presents any sort of challenge that Kentucky has not already seen. I think their defense is good. I think it's going to continue to to carry them through SEC play, but I don't think it's something that Kentucky should necessarily be afraid of. I think this is this is a um, this is a defense that Kentucky can go and handle, and you know let's just talk about the A and M program here for a second. This is a program that has been down and out for a couple of years now, but what has been consistent with Buzz Williams trying to get this program to where they need where they want to be is their defense. Last year they were averaging um, it was way under sixty five points a game. At least I I believe it was. I'd have to go check. Um, they were not scoring the basketball hardly at all. Now they've got players that can score, but the defense has been what's consistent. They had a good defense last year. They can shut you down from three. That's what Buzz Williams is known for. It's zone, it's man, it's disruption, it's anything to make sure that you can't get clean jump shots up. That's what Buzz Williams' philosophy is. And I think that, again, it's not something that Kentucky hasn't seen, but props to Texas A&M for sticking with the defensive mindset in an age where people are trying to figure out how to score the most. Not just in college basketball, but in college football as well. It's the mentality. You have to score to win now. Defense doesn't win championships anymore, apparently. I believe personally it does, especially in basketball. So I think this A&M team does have some success that they have yet to accomplish down the road. I think they're going to have some good things happen to them. It's just in this game, I don't believe that Kentucky is intimidated or scared or anything like that. I think they're going to go in there and they're going to handle business. Like they handled business against Vanderbilt and like they handled business against Tennessee. Dropped 107 points on the second best defense in America. At least it was at the time. We're going to get into some of the matchups here. Just some questions about some of the matchups here. We're going to give a final score prediction and have some final thoughts in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at NetSuite. Picture this. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. 
with visibility and with uh, visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, and it's all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that's netsuite.com slash locked. All right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Again, I'm sorry that this is a relatively short show. I am feeling under the weather right now. And I don't know how much longer my voice is going to be able to go before it just completely cuts out. And I'm just sitting here, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening, just me going. Ah. And so we're going to go ahead and, and wrap up uh, the show here, asking some questions about this game. The guard play. It was a question in the Tennessee game. It's a question in this game. Can Kentucky's guards handle business on the road? It was a, game, it was a question in the, in the Vanderbilt game as well. These three teams that Kentucky has faced recently know how to turn you over, know how to put pressure on your guards. It's not anything different that Kentucky hasn't seen. The question is, can they handle it? I think the answer is yes, they can. Because they did the same against Tennessee. What I keep going back to with Tennessee is that they beat Arizona and held them and shut them down uh, offensively, shut that Arizona offense down, and Arizona still averages over 88 points a game. And they, and they they couldn't hold Kentucky. Kentucky dropped 107 on them. So I think that the Kentucky guards in this game will have not necessarily a day, but I think they'll play well. The most valuable player in this game, in my opinion, is Severe Wheeler. And we put out a poll on Locked On Kentucky's Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, you can follow the show at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Daw underscore. We put out a poll. Who will be the MVP of this game? Oscar Sheebway, Ty Ty Washington, Severe Wheeler. 65% of you said Oscar Sheebway. And look, I think it's fair to, ass- uh, to assume that your leading scorer, your re- leading rebounder, is going to be able to get the job done. And I know that I've been harping on Ty Ty Washington, but look, Severe Wheeler's back. I think he's going to play well in this game. What has Kentucky's offense done well? What is the one thing that they do that is elite? They run well in transition. They play very well in transition. And as we've noted... Severe Wheeler is the better transition guard between him and Ty Ty Washington, at least in my opinion. Now that he's back, now that he's healthy, had eight assists against Tennessee, think he's going to have some good numbers against Texas A&M. Another thing to note here, Texas A&M is 313th nationally in average height. Their average player height is six foot four. So what does that indicate to me? Well, I think the way that this game is going to play out is A&M's not going to be able to have as much success as they would like to from beyond the three-point line. Kentucky's going to get rebounds. They're going to run out in transition. They're going to get the ball down low to Severe Wheeler, either himself, or it's going to be a dump off to Shebway, to Brooks, to Ware, to Hopkins, to Toppin. It's going to be to one of the bigs, and they're going to be able to execute inside the paint. I think we're going to see a lot of points in the paint in this game. Kellen Grady may not be as much of a factor as he has been in games past. Who knows? I may come back on uh, in, in a couple of days and say that, oh, look, he dropped 30. But in my opinion, just based on the stats, based on watching these two teams, I think that we're going to see Kentucky try and drive to the rim early, and we're going to see them try and get looks inside because A&M is undersized. They don't block teams a lot. Let's keep the ball away from their guards. 
and I think Wheeler is going to have a phenomenal day, both scoring himself and both both uh, distributing the basketball. Kentucky has to keep Texas A&M off the three-point line. I mentioned ago, I think they will. They're going to have to if they want to win this game because the Aggies are shooting very efficiently right now, and if you can get them out of their comfort zone and make them run a little bit, I think that's really going to throw them out of rhythm mentally. Kentucky or Texas A&M may take away some of the things that Kentucky wants to do in in the half court, but I think that's okay. Again, the outside shooting might not be there uh, tonight, but the paint will. I think that's going to be really, really important. The lack of height, the presence in the paint, those are the two things I'm looking at. A final score here for you. I believe Ken Palm has Kentucky winning this game 77-70. to I think Kentucky cracks 80. I'm going to go 81-75. That's my final score prediction, 81-75. to If you have a final score prediction and you want to leave a comment below on YouTube, please make sure to do so. If you're listening on podcast, hit me with a final score on Twitter. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you have any questions at any point and you want me to answer them on the show, you can always shoot me a message. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. Questions, comments, concerns, would love to hear it. Kentucky, A&M, tonight. It's going to be a huge game before the Auburn match. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.